Hey girl, welcome to Kinsco World, the online playground for boss babe entrepreneurs like you. Here in this realm, we're all about bringing your dream business to life. Let's get to it. Okay, hi guys. I am here with Camila of Maria Camila Photo, and I am so excited for you guys to kind of hear more about her. She is the raddest photographer, but what really drew me to her was like, her insight that she shares on social media about feminism and mental health. And you guys just know I'm a sucker for somebody who uses their platform for good. So hi, Camila, thanks for coming on. Hello, hello, thank you <laughs> so much for acknowledging those things because those are beyond being a photographer and just everything that photography is. That's definitely, those are the topics that I want to incorporate just to see my brand overall and the work that I do. So I'm glad you acknowledged that. Yeah, cool. Well, you definitely do it really well. I like knew that from as soon as I went on your profile, it was very obvious. So I'm excited to talk more about it. Tell me more about how you got started in photography and what your journey has looked like to this point. Alrighty. So I started, so photography, I started differently than I did, um, my actual business, but so photo started just out of boredom. So I was 16 or so when I started and it all was just an honest curiosity that I had towards creating. I was, um, I was just pretty young in high school and I'll just, I didn't expect that photography was going to blow up in a place like Utah, like it did. Mm -hmm. But, um, when it started picking up was probably like, uh, four years ago when I was in college and I was seeing that, I don't know, people were starting to take pictures and it was something that was more of value rather than just, just like a hobby. It was something that I could actually do and just do something with it. That was more authentic to myself. So I think I just kind of gave myself the opportunity to, I don't know, it just kind of gradually starts when someone just asks if they can pay you to take photos here. And then one thing leads to another and, you kind of have to own it for yourself, I guess. Yeah. And so do you do it full time now or do you have another job? So I have another job. So I have gone from doing it full time and mm -hmm. I've gone back to, cause I started first very as like an artist that just wanted to create and take cool photos. But so much of the business side wasn't something that was always my forte. So mm -hmm. There was a time where I was doing it full time and I got to travel and it was nice, but I think that I had to just take care of my best basic necessities, but it definitely like when you say like what my journey looks like now is setting up actually like, like a business that works and understanding why it works in a practical way beyond just taking photos, but truly understanding what your brand is, what message you're doing and just being more structured and more practical in the way that I run things. Yeah. And that, I mean, that is for sure. I think a lot of times creatives start, they're like, Oh yeah, I like want to be a photographer, a designer or whatever. And then it's, they get to this point where they're like, Holy crap, there's so much more to running a business than like just the fun part. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I think one of the things that I, I will say that I wish I would have known before was knowing uh, just like your craft is important and obviously you being at your craft is good, but in the way that you're owning your craft, the way you talk about your business, I would, and 
just even the way that you're perceiving looking at it it is just completely different it is like the it's like a house like this like a, knowing the business is like the like the bones of the house if that makes sense uh-huh like the structure and the stability of, I think if you have that figured out you'll have a much smoother ride <laughs> yeah so what would you say was well what's your job now I mean is it what are you doing did you go to like college Uh, And when did you decide to get your job, like start having a job again? So I started, so I'll kind of walk you through when I started doing photo full time. So I was in school up at the U and I was studying ethnic studies, Mm -hmm. which is where like feminism and like third world feminism, that's something that really, really is very important to me. Um, So that's kind of like where that started. But photo was always kind of like my side gig of things that I it was just like fun for me. I started shooting like a friend's wedding and and then and then everything just kind of picked up to a point where I was able to just be on my own. So that's when I left my job. So that was probably within like a four month period, which was super wild. But wow. I <laughs> things picked up. It was all very uh what's the word? And I think spontaneous. Absolutely, yeah. And I was very in flow and that's when I just decided to stop school. It just wasn't fulfilling me. The, I don't know. The U is a great school, but it's not a school that's putting like a lot of research in the things that I wanted to learn. So anyway, that's when I decided to just stop school. And that's when I began to just do photo full time. And I was traveling and it was like a very, it was all very free spirited, which taught me a lot. But at the same time, I feel like it's like not in congruence with what like actually setting up a business that works and has a flow to it. If that makes sense. Yeah. And it's sometimes hard to just from like looking at your Instagram, that like free spiritedness is hard if you like have anxiety or whatever, because back of our minds, we're like, but I need to pay my bills. Like I need to have this stuff figured out. Is that what you felt like was the issue or what? Oh, absolutely. Like I was definitely just relying on myself and it's, it sounds fun because you have all this time and all this freedom, but at the same time, it came to a point where my basic necessities were not okay to the point that also my mental health wasn't doing okay. Because when you're a person where your basic necessities aren't being taken care of and you're not feeling safe and mind you to give you a little backstory of like understanding where I come from. I don't have like any family or anything helping me out and I'm an immigrant myself. So I felt like I'm walking just unknown territory and I guess every entrepreneur is like that. But I guess what I'm trying to say is, I don't know, you don't realize how much help others may have that you think you can level up to that. But yeah, so that in contrast then to now that you said like where I'm working now. So now I work, um, I work just like a regular job. It's like a very non-committal commitment job still, like something that's still like my goal is still to continue photography full time in a way that's structured. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So I work my sales job right now where it's just I just go and I do what I need to do and then I come home and then I invest a lot in my business. But I would say even though it may seem like, oh, you may not have as much time now to be working to the quote unquote on my business, I realize I am way more productive now that I have structure. And I've even learned so much business and I, my basic necessities are taken care of and I've been able to 
invest in my business, go to workshops, get educated, know what's going on within my photography community and all of that information, you know, all of that's just so important and create a community, you know, with where you want to be. Yeah. With other photographers to truly understand, like, you know, I, I'm just, I guess what I'm trying to say is that by me now having more safety, it has allowed me to just be more practical about where, how I want to maintain my business and how to actually navigate that entrepreneurship rather than just being so free spirited. If that makes well, sense. and that's what, like, sometimes it's hard. I've had this same issue with my business as I've started is when you're not feeling safe, it's so hard to create because getting in that energy, getting in the free spirited energy of creating, if you don't have this like safety of knowing rent is paid and whatever, sometimes it's hard to get in that place if you're in like a scarcity mode. Oh yeah. And, and like, it's just, I don't know. I disagree with you. Yeah. And I think that's something that a lot of times people think, and this was something a lot of, when I first started, people were always like, oh, you should, before I had started, people were always encouraging me to quit my job. And I feel like I kind of had to be ready emotionally before I made that jump. And that's, what's cool about having a creative career is you can totally do that on this side. Like it's something where you can be working it around your schedule as you are having a day job that pays the bills or whatever, until you get it back where you understand the business aspect of it. Oh, absolutely. And and that's definitely something that I've learned lately. And I don't know what, I don't, am I allowed to swear on this? Yeah, sure. <laughs> there's, there's, I heard this gal. So anyway, I've been, I don't know if you've ever heard of Lacey Phillips, but anyway, this is. Yes. Yes. I love her. Oh yes. She, and her work is amazing. And it's really helped me understand like, like when I know I'm ready to do this and uh-huh. like when you're gradually transitioning, um, just have a fuck you fun, you know, mm-hmm. you know that, like there's going to be a time where you're not, where everything's going to be quiet and dark and you may not have something going on, but just prepare yourself and be smart about it. And, and I think sometimes with Instagram or social media, or sometimes that I, something that I got caught up in is you start seeing your friends, people that are like, at least with when I took off, people were like, my friend were quitting their jobs. They were co- shooting for cool brands. They were like, had this flow going and it's almost like I took that on myself but it's like but it's just so important to just be educated and create a safety net for yourself because a lot of people say like you know just cut the cord and sink or swim and and I just don't think that works for everyone I think it's important to just be smart about it and watch out for yourself. I mean, I think that's true. Like there are certain people that like that sink or swim aspect works, but if you are the type of person that you know, you need like that fuck you fund, um, then build that, right? Like, okay, if that's what you need, then do as you're doing and like you're working towards it and you're not saying, oh, I can never do photography full time. It's just like, I'm working on transitioning into that. Absolutely. And I think- and I just want to say this is like for me to be honest with myself and realize, okay, you need to take care of you and you just need to like take a step back for a second and, and I don't know, just really kind of, kind of like start over with the way you're going to run your business. And it's just been nice to be able to pay for education for understanding how a photography business works, you know, or like, for my mental health, have like a place of my own and 
little milestones that even though I may have put like photo wasn't the only thing that I was doing, but I was growing in 10 other ways that it has built so much more confidence in me. You know what I mean? Totally. And how would you, I mean, you were talking about how seeing your friends on social media, and I think this is something that happens a lot where it's like, you see somebody's success. How do you not compare yourself or be like, I'm not there yet. How have you learned to like deal with that? that thing that comes with social media of feeling like you're not good enough you're not as good as blah 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 or whatever totally i think a lot of times whenever we start getting that anxiety or fear is out of the unknown because i think the more that i have i mean obviously like comparison will always happen but then i kind of always bring it back to like like i will say for instance like to me going to workshops and getting close with like you know, these photographers that I also want to be like, but understanding that like, we're all at our own pace, that has helped me feel better. And a lot of times I think we feel a little better about ourselves once we have like a little bit of success. Kind of like, kind of like, for instance, I just recently I was looking at like somebody's page or something. They're like, Oh, they have so many followers and so many clients or something. And it's really easy to compare yourself and feel so like crap about whatever is going on right now. But then I, but then it's like the moment that someone books me for a wedding, even though I may not have as much work, but when I do start getting that work, I like, I just feel so much gratitude and I start, I start being like, you know what, good for them that they are where they're at. But like, I'm just so grateful for these people or whoever is in front of me right now. And so yeah, so it's like about feeling grateful for the people you do have instead of thinking about what you don't have. Absolutely. And I think it's all about like an energy that you have. Like the moment you start getting traction in what you're doing, you just kind of get more sucked into what you're doing and the traction that you're getting that you're like, oh, okay. Yeah, that's true. And I feel like that's a, something that happens a lot sometimes where we start to dwell too much on other people's successes in like a negative envious way and it doesn't attract any good to our lives like whereas if we're dwelling on the good that's happening in with us and with our clients and our followers no matter how little that number may be that just attracts more of it I totally agree so how would you say there's ever been a time that you were like I'm done with photography or has it only been, I'm waiting until I can do this the right way. Has there ever been like a moment of total frustration or how, how, what was your relationship like too when you were stressed and doing it full-time photography? Was your relationship with photography not as good then? Yeah. Great question. Um, I would say, um, I'm like, man, I feel like that a lot. <laughs> Okay, so as your question, like, when, how's my relationship when I felt like I wanted to quit and I'm mm-hmm. ready for something else? Um, I think sometimes I feel like I come close to that decision just when things get really hard. When it gets hard, is it, like, the hardness of working with clients or is it more, like, just the business aspect that makes you feel that way or lots of things? Yeah, I would say it's definitely, like, thinking to myself, like, is this really the work that I want to do? You know, like, am I doing this work because, like, for instance, do I want to shoot weddings only because I want, like, I feel like that is stable and that's money, even though it's not necessarily what I would love doing? Mm -hmm. Or is it because, 
you know, like really getting specific onto what my thoughts are about the work that I'm doing or like what can I do to help me feel inspired. But definitely when I'm alone or feel like I don't want help. Sorry if my answer sucks. No, (laughs) I think that's true. That's a real thing as like somebody who's creating stuff is sometimes in that moment you feel like so alone when you're just sitting in front of like a computer and editing or designing or whatever it is your craft it's hard not to get in that place where you feel like nobody understands your workload or whatever it is when we get into like pity mode totally and and i think now that i am like remembering here and and i think maybe sometimes when it's like a big workload but also when i'm doing work that i'm like is this really what I want to do or is this what I think people want to see out of me? And that's what I'm trying to do under the impression that kind of like, am I staying authentic to myself? Cause I think the moment that I start doing things that it's like, this doesn't really light me up. You kind of start disliking this thing that you really loved. So I think remembering like, what do I love to do? And like incorporating that. Cause I think when your cup is filled, you're able to do the things that maybe you kind of don't like doing, but yeah away from the things that I want to do that are true to me or you know like that totally makes sense because it's like as a photographer most people make money by doing weddings and it's like is that like what would be your dream project like what if you could take photos of whatever you wanted all day long and make tons of money doing it what would you want to do um I would say I, would, I think it wouldn't be so much about what kind of work I want to do, but who I want to do it with. And I think I definitely, my goal right now that I'm working towards is just, and I think maybe you're like a validation of that. I'm just people that understand my brand, that it's like, I'm not just here to take pretty photos. And I've been really getting specific on who am I and what, these are the values that matter to me. So I would say, I want to project work that's more showing people of color, more diversity in my work, talking about topics that matter, you know, understanding why photography would matter beyond just like pretty photos, but really looking at your life and, and how it's like therapy by looking, you know, whenever I do like family photos or something or, anyway, I'm getting carried away, but. No, I love that. And like, you're totally just by how you're showing up right now on social media, like you're totally going to attract those type of clients. It'll just happen with time. But that's why it's like so important that you show up as you show up. Cause it's like, if you were just posting photos of, of, if you were just posting pretty photos, people would be like, Oh yeah. Like Camila is an amazing photographer, but they wouldn't know this other aspect of you that like has these passions in social matters. Absolutely. And I think, one of the things that you go back on your question on like when, you know, what makes me feel just not inspired or burnt out with photo, mm-hmm. I definitely would say just when I'm not being true to myself and I, and I feel like I, I notice when I start to attract, it's almost like the more particular I am, the things that I want, I start attracting what I like. And I think the more, when I get too broad and too general, I start attracting work that I just have to be honest, it's not necessarily with people that align with the values that I have. And that's what makes me start to feel funky about, it's like, man, photo's not fun anymore. Cause I, you know what I mean? Like, I don't yeah. know if feel safe around these people or like. Totally. And that, well, that's, what's kind of nice about like 
being in this place where you have a job that's covering your bills, you don't have to take every single thing that comes your way. You can be particular and say like, no, I'm only accepting clients that align with what I want to talk about or, you know, what I believe. And they're on this same like creative vibe as me. Oh, absolutely. I'm not owned by that. I think that's definitely the goodness of just having my basic necessities met is that I, I get to choose the work that I like and I'm very intentional about it because it's so, it means so much to me that it contrary to popular, popular belief, it has actually really worked out for me pretty great. Yeah. Um, well, so how would you say when you first started, like talking about, you know, your views on different things and like on social media, were you scared to start showing up that way? Were you like scared of what people would think or were you just like, I don't care. Like I'm showing up as I am. What was that process like? Cause I know it's really hard for some people to like start showing up as themselves. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. That is I'm literally have a panic attack every time that I post anything about feminism or queerness or uh, immigration and like I just yeah and I think within my friend group I'm known as that person and I think if you know me in person you know that those are things that matter to me but definitely posting on social media a lot of times I get scared because it's like I don't want to offend anyone I don't want to I get just getting to my head about like, oh, I just don't want to offend so-and-so and like they've hired me for photos before and I don't want to do this and I don't, but at the same time, like these things really matter to me and it's important to talk about this and like, yes, the hell freaking <laughs> So how do you do that? Like when you're feeling that place of like, cause I would never guess that from looking at your photos and everything and like reading the stuff I've seen, it seems like you're so confident in it. So yeah. how do you like exude this energy of, what you believe if you're really like actually scared behind the scenes early I think um I don't know well I'm glad that you don't see the fear because I'm literally scared as shit every single time like I'm and I think I'm a person that I'm so honest and I think I will say I'm one of a person that I'm very comfortable talking talking about taboo topics Mm -hmm. and I think that I don't know. I just think like who I am as a person, like that just feels right and true to me when I'm able to be honest. It's like, if anything, it's more painful when I feel like I make myself small to mm-hmm. please other people that I would much rather feel the fear because I was authentic to myself rather than just reduce myself to hurt that way. I don't hurt other people's feelings whose opinions probably wouldn't really matter to me. If that makes sense. Yeah. And it's almost like, it's like, yeah, it's scary in the moment, but in the long run, it feels so much better when you're showing up as you and like talking about what you believe than if in the moment you were like, you know what, I'm not going to post that because I don't want to offend so-and-so. Over time, that like wears you down to like try to be fitting what they want you to be. Do you agree? Oh, I 100% agree. And I also think that to kind of tie along with that, like what makes me feel like maybe I, like I think I'm up to something. And I think this makes sense. And I feel like this is right. Mm-hmm. It's when I get messages from like a random person that's like, thank you, you know, or somebody that's like, I'm so glad you spoke up or getting that feedback of like, just thank you for creating space for this conversation or something, you know? Yeah, it's true. And I don't think people realize 
how much like a message, no matter how many followers you have, um, a sweet message of saying like, yes, I agree with you. Thank you. Like, doesn't that make your day? Like, it's like, yes. Okay. Oh yeah. It is literally like, oh, just like, cause I'm sure they're probably like, oh, whatever. And I'm just like, no, that is literally why I would do this. Just going up and like, just to anyone that's ever said anything to me, I just love you. And I'm just giving you a big old hug. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Because I really, yeah, I don't think people realize. And I mean, I don't realize like I'll respond to people's stuff and be like, Oh yeah. Like I totally agree with this. And it's so easy. And it's like, we should be doing that more all the time. Other people posting. Yeah. Like anytime you like something or somebody, you got to let people know because it's free for you to take two seconds and be like, I acknowledge you and you're badass for this. Yeah, exactly. And I think we've social media almost has become a place where we just consume and like, I mean, I, there's like a lot of pages I follow where it feels like more of a community, but it's important that we also are creating the communities as ourselves. Like we're commenting on stuff. We're interacting with people that we feel like they're badass, you know, because you never know. I would have never guessed with you that on the other end of the screen, you were feeling like scared about you were posting. So I think that's kind of like empowering to think that from the other side of things, not from the entrepreneur side, like from us just being humans, people also want to hear when we agree with what they're saying. Oh, really? And just thanks for that. Cause I feel like that's just like giving me more inspiration of like how I just want to like speak up about that. That it's like, dude, we are all scared as hell every time we're really telling people like, I feel this way. And like, there's no escaping your truth because your truth is your truth. So it's true. And it gets so much easier. Like think about the first time you said anything versus the last time it really does get easier. The more you share. I totally agree. And then I feel like you start attracting your people. You mean, what's that saying that your, your vibe attracts your tribe or something like that? Yes. Yeah. It's true. It's like, if you're showing up in a way and in the beginning, it's scary. And in the beginning, like it's so stupid. But when you see followers going down or engagement going down, it literally feels like it's like attached to your self-worth. Oh yeah. And and, and like the lies you start and something that happened with me personally, besides just like following, but it's, it's still scary, even just like, not just on social media, we're standing up for things. And then you have like, whether a friend that disagrees with you or like a boyfriend or partner, whoever, I think that's also when, because I'm just thinking of myself of other times that I felt scared and like, you just start questioning your things when even the people that are closest to you may not understand why you would be feeling that way or saying those things. And yeah, yeah especially at like, I mean, think of the holidays, going around family. I feel like a lot of young people, their parents 100% believe the opposite of what they believe. I know my parents are that way. And so it's like, it is, it's scary when it's the people closest to you that you're like, no, like actually I don't believe that at all. Yeah. And if anything, you're like, wait, mom, you really think this? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How would you say, like, I mean, in real life or social media or whatever, what drives you to like, speak up like how do you get the courage to be like no you know is it just like you don't even think about it you just do it or that is a really good question and 
I think what drives me is that I feel like for a period of my life, I was saying yes, yes, yes to everything and everyone saying yeah. And I'm going to be more particular with my case, but I was, I was saying yes to like a relationship that wasn't really yes in my heart, but I was in denial of what I really wanted. And I was just still saying yes, yes, yes. And I feel like you just get to a point when you're just like sick and tired of being sick and tired. And you feel like you don't even know who you are anymore because you you know what I mean like yeah like the universe you know when people say like you have to hit rock bottom until you actually like decide to like stand up for yourself and be like you know what I don't believe in that I believe in this and like I just feel like I've gone to places in my life where I know pain and I know discomfort and like I'm very familiar with that darkness and feeling so low and alone from saying yes to all these things that I didn't really want to do that my personal experience is that I feel like I've just, I've learned my lesson. Yeah. Well, I think it's something that women in general, like we're just used to saying yes, we don't want to make a fuss. Like we want to make it easier. And then sometimes these moments happen that we're like, we've said yes to everything that like, actually I wish I would have said no to everything. Mm hmm. What was the moment? I mean, not to get too into your personal story, but I have been in all the questions. Get so okay. <laughs> I've been in multiple situations like that too with relationships where I wasn't in it, but I just felt like I wasn't listening to my intuition. And I kept saying yes when in reality, like it took me hitting rock bottom to be like, oh no, like I got to get out of this. So what was the moment that you realized I need to get out of this? Like I've been saying yes to what I haven't wanted. Um, okay, so this actually, I heard, this is actually a conversation that my friend and I had a while ago, but it was talking about just like being in a relationship and you're so like, like when you're in a relationship and things are good, but then when things start kind of going south, mm -hmm. us, at first we're like, oh, maybe this is just like, this is a phase, you know, like we'll get over this. Mm -hmm. And then things kind of start getting rocky and rocky and rocky and then and I had a friend we were talking about just like leaving toxic relationship and I'll just say like romantic just for this instance and and what she was talking about she's like it's just like if you can see my hand it would just it's just kind of like it's up and down she's yeah. like like before you actually cut the cord it's gonna be very up and down and especially if it was something that meant a lot to you I think hold on what was your question like when was the turning point yeah like when was the moment because it is hard because we have these ups and downs so how when was the moment that you were like I like can't do this anymore okay I remember now <laughs> but um definitely I'm trying to think of when it all actually happened so I'm just gonna let you in on what happened with my relationship but to me the moment was basically where I was in a relationship with this person. We moved to Arizona, found a place. Um, it was like an apartment and everything felt wrong about it. Everything. But I, we had, I had already like moved all my things to Arizona, ready to do this. And the moment that we got there, I was just like, this is not right. And he also didn't feel like it was right. Anyways, and we, I lasted there about 10 days, even after signing a lease for an apartment and everything. Oh my gosh. My nervous system, I feel like just 
Like your intuition will just let you know what's up by literally not allowing you to live in peace because you need to do something about it to the point that I got so much anxiety over those days and we fought all those days where it was so bad where that but I think it was like one of the days that I remember I could I like just took a breath and I could not even breathe because it's anxiety to the point where like your body just is like so tense and it feels uncomfortable and you can't sleep and you're quiet and you're weird and you don't know how to act and you're just like so outside of yourself and you just crack you know? Yeah. You know? I, it's actually crazy that our bodies do that. Like they're just trying to protect us. Absolutely. A hundred percent. And that's when, and then I didn't really like realize it until then. And then the next day I just like cracked. And then that's when I just, I just got mad. And I told him like everything that I felt and he, we just kind of finally had an honest conversation and I just had to make a decision of leaving everything and moving back up to Utah. And mind you, I was turning away clients with photography in Utah because I was moving away to Arizona. Oh, dang it. So, so I'm like, I can't, like, sorry, guys. Like, I'm moving away, and I literally was ready to start zero in Arizona. So I come back to Utah, and I literally don't have anything going on. Mm-hmm. I've already, like had like I literally was broke heartbroken and I was staying I wasn't staying with my parents because they didn't have a place Uh they're on their own thing so I was staying with at my friend's parents house and that was definitely my, my rock bottom and that was probably like a year ago of just where the real shit happened and I had to be honest with myself and I would say like when people say you hit rock bottom and you get sick and tired and you learn your lesson about eating shit, that was it for me. And when you go from working for yourself and traveling and living an amazing life to having to go and apply for a nine to five because you literally have to survive, Uh you learn to say no to the shit you no longer want to do. Yeah. (laughs) And I think that's like really powerful because sometimes you like, it's, there's this like fantasy of living this, you know, free creative life. And it's totally like, I'm living that life right now, but there was times where I felt stupid for having a day job, like that I was not living up to my potential. And it's like, sometimes to get to your potential, there's these moments that you have to say, okay, for a second, like I need to be able to like feed myself and like pay rent and I'll get there eventually. But I think it's really brave sometimes to step back and say, okay, like I have to do this so that I can build my business the right way. Totally. And I'm a strong believer that, and and I'm not saying this is easy because it was not like I'm being real right now. Like it was not easy for me to suck my pride and Mm -hmm. just, I don't know, just even take like, and also like when you're a creative, you want to be your best self, you know, you pour so much of your heart into your work that when you're like effed up in your mind, mm-hmm. you know, you're, you just have to take a step back to just get your life together. And I feel like you just, my personal opinion is that you just can't be a princess about changing your life. And I think this is something that I've learned just through my mom and other amazing women in my life. It's just like, you just got to change your life and you got to get your shit together and you just need to like get to work. 
And, or what's that gal, Rachel Hollis? I think that's her face. Yeah. 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 Where she's like, girl, wash your face. Mm -hmm. It's like, you, there's no time for excuses and you just got to just do what you got to do. It's true. And I think what you said about ego, that like holds us back on all of these. That's like, it's so hard as a creative because you have to be confident. You have to believe you're the best person for the job, but then you also have to put your ego aside when you're doing things business wise that might feel like not totally align with your free spirited creative self. Like maybe it means getting a job. Maybe it means posting on social media. You know, you know, like I feel like our ego is our best friend as a creative, but like also our worst enemy. I completely agree. How would you say, I mean, cause in Utah, everybody is either a photographer or a designer or like it feels like there's a lot of creative souls in Utah which is really cool like obviously we're doing something right but how do you stand out like and how do you have confidence that you're enough just as you are totally um so this is something that I've learned over the years and I've learned this through I'm just anytime that I look at people that are successful, no matter whether they do sales, they do photography, design, or whatever, there's always going to be an excuse for you to not do something, whether the market is too saturated, whether there's not enough of this, or not enough creatives in Utah, so you can't do this, or there's too many. And I think there's always going to be a reason for you to not do something that I think the moment that you just like put your head down and put your blinders on, and just really get quiet about like, who am I and what do I have to offer? And just like start slow and authentic and just like not be too hard on yourself. I feel like that gives me confidence of knowing that maybe other people can shoot pretty photos, but at the end of the day, it's how are you making people feel? Because people will remember that too. And then, and you know, when people hire you, it's also about like the experience and everything and that feeling that you're making them feel. And that's something that's not just, there's only one of you, you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's so true. Like they're going to hire you because you're you, but then they're going to keep hiring you and recommending you because of how you gave them that like customer experience. And yeah, exactly how you made them feel. I think that's huge for any sort of service-based provider. Absolutely. And I think I just think this is just the best time for you to find your niche. And I think the more you start creating and doing something and really following your curiosity and really just allowing yourself to like, I'm going to try this. Now I'm going to try this and not take yourself too serious. Mm -hmm. You just, things will just be born and things work out. You know, I think if you live in United States of America, you can make things happen. That's true. I love that. Um, how, like, what would you say if the eight-year-old version of you saw you right now, what would she think? Oh, she would be so, I think she'd be happy. She'd be happy. Maybe me not like eight years ago. Just kidding. <laughs> but me now, I think she'd be like, you're a badass. So I'll tell, give you, tell you a little bit of my background. But, yeah, tell So I was born in Colombia. Mm-hmm. America, and then when I was eight, that's where we moved here. Okay, so it was a very like a turning point in my life. So I was I was just re- like happy and excited that we were going to move to this new country, and that's really all I knew. And 
Anyway. That's so cool. What, I mean, what was the experience like moving here as an eight-year-old? Because that's like old enough that you would remember how it was. It was a culture shock. It's weird because I didn't really miss Columbia, but my mom would always say like, we're going to move to the U.S. And and we would come here for vacation, like to Salt Lake because my parents are LDS. So we were Mm -hmm. familiar with Salt Lake. But once we moved here, it was a culture shock and it, oh, it was... I probably didn't realize how much that rocked me, maybe until my later years, but, oh, such a juicy question. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's just cool. Like, I don't talk to very many people who moved here from, like, I mean, Colombia seems, like, is Colombia a third world country? Is that stupid of me to ask? I feel like it is. No, you're good. Uh, I would say it's, like, developing country, I guess. Okay. Like, if you go down to, like, Bogota, it's still, like, a, like, industrialized city and, like, it's still, um, I don't know, I would, like, I'm trying to think, it's still, it's, like, a pretty big city, has, like, nine million people, yeah. I believe, and it's still, like, I would say technology or social media or, like, career-wise, it's busier there and more congested, but I, obviously, I'm used to it here, but I don't, I don't know, I, the only difference that I would say so far that's the most impactful is safety, especially as a woman, Uh It is much safer here than it is there by far. Interesting. And how would you say, like, I mean, you said if you like live in America, you can kind of do anything you want. What being from Columbia and coming here, like, what would you say the advantages we have are? I feel like it's literally everything, but like what to somebody who's never been in maybe like these more developing countries, what are the advantages that we should be thankful for? Everything, safety. I think just even as a woman, the fact that you can speak up, like I grew up with my mom, very patriarchal community where like, if you compare me and my mom, I would say I'm more outspoken now because here women know their rights and they speak up for things over there in Columbia, at least in my mom's generation. There's just no such thing as like entrepreneurship, or feet, or even like, even something as simple as walking down out in the street by yourself. Like when I go to Columbia by myself, I feel so vulnerable being alone. I feel it's very scary. I say for me, but that's scary. Like yeah. I mean, I sometimes feel scared here. It's like I'm sure we have no idea what um, Columbia is like. Oh, for sure. Or even like the fact that I can. Like, I have my own apartment here in Salt Lake, and, like, I live by myself. Like, I don't know if that's something necessarily that I could do over there. I feel like here, I've been able to travel by myself. I don't think I could do that there. Mm-hmm. I, can, I can even have my own opinions and be so unapologetic about feminism here. Where over there, I don't even know if I would even have that. Just kidding. I would say they're more, they're advanced too, but... I would say safety, it's such a fundamental, like, um, it's like everything. If you don't feel safe, I mean, it's how we were talking about earlier. If you don't feel like your basic needs are taken care of, it's so hard to do anything, to be authentic. If you don't have this like safety net. Absolutely. If you're like always watching out for your back or being so like, you know, watching out for everything, how are you supposed to thrive? And I think safety is one of the things that I think this country provides and just just a lot of things even opportunity career opportunity I the list goes on yeah 
but I like, I feel like there's been like a definite theme of safety. So how would you say that you find safety to like explore other options in photography? Because it's sometimes hard to like how you were saying, keep trying like new things is how have you found that safety and that confidence to like do that? And do you always post the new things you try or do you sometimes be like, no, that was stupid. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Um, I would say, I mean, because I'm a wedding photographer, I kind of like stuck to weddings, but I would say because I'm not owned by my photo work, I've been able to be like, I'm going to try shooting this. I'm going to do that. Or what if I want to try just, you know, i photographing like landscape or more lifestyle stuff or I don't know or maybe even like taking a second to pause and be like you know what I don't need to be producing all the time what if I want to try something else like cooking or I don't know you know what I mean yeah it doesn't always your creativity doesn't always have to come from your like main art absolutely and I think that's just the big thing that because I'm not owned by it I'm more and I also feel more self-sufficient because by having a job I'm not so emotionally attached to it and so I just go and I feel like I'm able to compartmentalize so because of that I feel like that allows me to be just so authentic and I know that it just gives me security that I know I'm going to be okay you know yeah and because you're showing up in that way now that's what's going to pave the way for like a following that knows exactly what you are and who you do. It's like, because you're showing up in this way where you're not, it's not your job. I mean, you're still making money from it, but it's not like your main source of income. Absolutely. And I'm happy. Like at the end of the day, I know we all want to have like a career and everything, but it's like asking ourselves, like, ultimately, how are things making me feel? And am I happy? You know, like it doesn't matter happening in this I guess it matters that but not so much what's happening in the physical plane but at the end of the day it's like does this make me happy so I'm gonna do what makes me happy and I'm definitely happier now that's beautiful I think a lot of times we like get married to this idea or this thing or whatever and it's like we need to step back and go, is this actually like fulfilling me? Is this making me happy? If it's not like right now, your situation, you're happy. Like that's all you need, right? Oh, absolutely. And I just, I just feel good. Like things are okay. And I've gotten to learn so much about like, I just so much back end of my business or like advertising in different ways or like, you know, workshops and Oh, just so much that I just feel good. That's amazing. I can like fill your energy through the <laughs> through the speakers. That's amazing. Okay, I just want to end with a couple questions that are very artificial, but sometimes it's fun to get to know the artificial side of things, right? Maybe it's not artificial. I'm <laughs> everything. Okay, what's the favorite place you've ever been on vacation to? Oh my god. Okay, I sounds cliche, but freaking okay, just kidding. No, souls I'm free of it. When I went to Thailand, just because there was a, such a presence there that like was so easygoing. Yeah, Thailand is like one of my top places. I, I haven't been there. One of my top places I want to go. Oh, it just you will forget about time, space, anything. You're just there. Oh, 
sounds amazing. I need that right now. <laughs> okay, what's the best movie you've seen lately? Oh my gosh, I forgot the name of this movie, but uh, it's just like this movie of like this guy that has the radio and it's like some old school movie. Dang it, I don't know. But it's just like about how this guy connects with his dad through a radio and then they solve this crime. I forgot. Oh, it sounds good. You'll have to tell me after and I'll put it in the show notes. Okay, we'll have to do that. <laughs> okay, who's your role model? I know you said you like have lots of strong women in your life. Um, role models. Oh, I have so many, but I'm going to tell you my favorite females right now that I'm like, you are just such a badass. I want to be you. Mm-hmm. So Ellen Pompeo, which is oh yeah, um, gal from Grey's, who's just so outspoken and authentic, and then Jada, you know from the Red oh, yes. Jada Pinkett, and I would say those are my two gals that inspire me because I feel like they're very aligned with things that I love and they're creative and they're just- yeah, they're amazing and they're like never afraid to say what they're thinking. Oh hell no! <laughs> yeah, I love that. Okay, and last, who's your celebrity crush? Oh, celebrity. Oh, my God. Okay, I'm just such a nerd, but I love Jesse Williams. <laughs> I know it's all up that alley, but he's so handsome and together and intelligent, and just he just has it together. He is. I'll admit that. That's an okay one to have. Hey, well, thank you so much for coming on. If people want to learn more about you or find you, where should they go on Instagram and what's your website? Alrighty. So my website is maria-camila.com. And then my Instagram is maria-camila-photo. And that's when I post a lot of Instagram stories with a lot of my strong opinions. And yeah, that's what I would say like most of my content is and on my website too. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Seriously, it's been amazing to talk to you. Thank you so much for having me. I love your podcast and everything that you're doing. And You're so sweet. Thank you. Isn't she the coolest? I am so obsessed with her, everything she stands for. Um, And it just, something that really stuck out to me as I've been editing through this episode is this feeling of you never know what somebody is thinking behind the screen as they're posting. So sometimes we'll see people show up and we're like, it's so easy for them to show up. It's so easy for them to talk about what they care about. When in reality, it's actually really freaking hard for all of us. It gets easier. It gets easier with a lot of practice, but it's really freaking hard. So remember that and show up to them as well. Let them know that, yeah, you hear them. You are glad they're speaking up for the minority or whatever it is that they're talking about. Make sure you show up in that way too, because it's all of our jobs to be supporting each other and to be doing more than just consuming content on Instagram. It's like engaging and also creating connections, even just as a human who maybe isn't trying to grow your following. It makes Instagram such a more healthy place instead of this place that's so hard on our mindset. I also want to put in a little plug for my Rich Creative Crash Course, which is launching on Monday. 
So if you're in this place where you feel so scared by the business aspect of things, you don't know how to market yourself, you want to do this full time, or you want to at least bring in some additional income from this, make sure to DM me and ask me about my Rich Creative Crash Course because I have been doing this for eight years, being a designer, and I'm moving away from that and going more into teaching people, but this won't teach you how to design. Like that's not my thing go look up a YouTube video. What the Rich Creative Crash Course is gonna teach you how to do is it's gonna teach you how to make good money as a service-based entrepreneur. So we're gonna talk about everything from pricing to marketing to branding to creating a good customer experience. Literally all the steps of the process that you need to know we're gonna talk about in that course. So if you're in this place, you're feeling lost, you know it's your passion, um, you wanna take the next step but you're not sure what it is, this course could be the next step for you. So DM me at Kinsco World if you have any questions about it. It's only available for enrollment for the next week. So make sure to DM me before it's too late. Anyways, I love you guys. Um, leave a review. Make sure you're subscribed. I'm actually going to do a new thing where I read, <laughs> read my favorite review. And if I choose your review, I will send you a sticker pack. So this person... Um, I've already sent a sticker pack too, but I'm actually going to send another one because I was reading through her review and I was like, this is so freaking funny. Okay. So her title is I'd listen to this instead of eating Chick-fil-A and I love Chick-fil-A. Listen, you will regret 0% of it edited. Her branding brain is the, oh my gosh, I didn't know how to read equivalent <laughs> guys proof. Proof that you can make money without knowing how to pronounce words, okay? Let's go back. Edited. Her branding brain is the equivalent to whoever created Dr. Pepper. So, like, genius. That's the kind of reviews that I'm striving for, guys. And to be completely honest, I don't know if I would listen to my podcast instead of eating Chick-fil-A. I think I would do it at the same time. So, <laughs> the fact that she would listen to it instead of eating Chick-fil-A, it really means a lot. So thank you. Thank you for your views. Thank you for your feedback. Um, a reminder, this is a podcast for you. That's my intention with this. That's every, that's the reason I'm pouring everything I have into it is because I know there's so much need for more easy to digest info about running a business and living your best life. So here I am showing up as me telling you, thank you for listening. <laughs> okay. Bye guys. Mwah.